Hey there, this is Terry Cowley, weekday breakfast presenter on 1FM Shepparton. Thanks for checking out this podcast. It was recorded live as part of The Brecky Show, which you can catch 6 to 9am Monday to Friday. Now, Parliament was back, if briefly, yesterday. One of the people that headed down there was our new member for Northern Victoria, Ricky Lee Tyrrell. She joins me for a chat now. Good morning, Ricky Lee. Good morning, Terry. Thank you for having me. I take it you're still in Melbourne? Uh, Yes, I tried to make my way out of here late last night, but I was a bit too tired, so I found a place to crash. Fair or fall asleep, I found a bed, not crash. I wasn't going to take anybody out. <laughs> no. So tell us about the last couple of days. What has what's been happening? What have you had to do? Have you been sworn in? Yes, yes, we got sworn in yesterday. So that was all exciting. Everybody's now sworn in officially, and we're ready to start the new year uh, in February. So what did that actually involve? I believe it's quite ceremonial. <laughs> it was uh, the governor. Well, first we started off with a cer- uh, smoking ceremony, welcome to country, and then um, there was a lot of meeting and greetings with family and official speeches on the floor, and the governor came in, and we got to meet her quite briefly in the library before she joined us in the House, and then also the, uh, the Legislative Assembly came and joined us as well, so that's the only time that ever happens. Is okay. Yeah. Yes, the two houses never the twain shall meet, I, I guess. Got very right. different roles, I, I guess. A lot of people don't understand the difference, do they? It's a bit no. complicated. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So tell me how you see your role uh, in the upper house. Uh, I do see it as an important role. Um, mainly I'm there, well, I feel like I am there to be the voice of reason, Uh We'll see the opposition and the government fighting it out over a lot of issues, but then it comes down to the crossbench on us to to really put it out there uh, how we feel. But I, I kind of feel like a bit of a judge sitting in the middle there, um, listening to the two sides, and then it's up to us on the crossbench to make that final decision. So how's the upper house looking? Because I think uh, when we spoke before, we were talking about it being the bi- the largest cross bench ever in the Victorian Parliament, which means that there are a lot of minor parties, such as yours being One Nation, represented in the upper house this term. Yeah, so I think it's quite a beefy cross bench. Uh, there's 11 of us, if I'm not mistaken. And also... Um, the the whole the house as a whole is actually a female majority. Is that has that happened before? No, no. So I think it's uh, the girls now. There's more seats held by women than there are gentlemen. Hmm. Well, I, I think that's interesting. Yeah. Can't be uh, can't be a bad thing after being <laughs> male dominated for its whole history. Give the girls a go, I'd say. Yeah, so yeah, t- well, go on. Okay, sorry. I was going to say well. All of Northern Victoria, uh, we are represented by females for the five seats held in Northern Victoria. Go Northern Vic. (laughs) So uh, tell me how you see bringing the One Nation policies into, you know, your decision-making because obviously you've been voted in so there's quite a lot of people supporting you out there but One Nation has been controversial in the past. Yeah, it has, but uh, a lot of people are unaware that Pauline didn't write our Victorian policies. It was actually up to the Victorian team. 
So we've written our policies ourselves and if anybody has the time to take a quick look at them, it won't take long, there's nothing really controversial in there, I don't think. <laughs> what do you see as being the main highlights? Uh, in Well, the policies that I contributed to uh, was water and energy and that naturally would be one of my top priorities because it was water was the reason why I joined politics in the first place. So you've got a farming background. Yep. Uh, you're obviously pushing for more water to be kept for agriculture rather than more going to the environment? Precisely. Yes, that's right. So one of the first things I would like to address in Parliament will be uh, carryover legislation so that we can make it more sustainable and effective for farmers but far less desirable for speculators. And you mentioned energy? Yeah, yeah. Um, well, we have we have been hearing that a lot of uh, power shortages are to be expected over summer. Um, so we really do need to have a good look at our energy overall so we can make sure that it's efficient for Victorians. What else do you see as, you know, things that you're looking forward to addressing while you're in there? Um, I would definitely like to have a good look at the education system and, uh, tackle out some issues there. We've seen that a lot of our uh, education systems, especially here in Victoria, they're lagging behind. Uh, I've got children myself and I know that I've, I've, I'm, I've been looking at them thinking, uh, I was an average student in school and my kids are further behind than what I was, but they're trying their, their absolute best, bless them. But the education system seems to be failing them. I've actually got one of my children who's in tutoring a couple of days a week to try to catch up. So the COVID lockdowns didn't help and a lot of children have really fallen behind in their education. So I want to make sure that education, they are looking at the academics where the children really need a lot of attention. Yeah, that's a bit of a tricky one, isn't it? As you say, with COVID lockdowns and, and other disruptions, what do you, what do you think can, can be done? I mean, is it a resource issue, do you think? Uh, no, I think it's more the education system itself. It needs to be restructured. Uh, the kids, um, I don't think there is enough emphasis on the basic academics like reading, writing, arithmetic, and then science. Uh, they're fo they're, they're, they are focusing a lot on social behaviours in children. And yes, it is important, but I think uh, the academics is even more important because they need those basic academics in order to start a healthy and prosperous adult life. Fair enough. Now, a couple of the policies that I guess One Nation is well known for, one would be, you know, um, limiting migration. Another would be not a belief in supporting climate change policies. Where do you sit on, on both of these issues? Uh, so with the migration, we'll start with that first. It's not a race or cultural issue. It's simply a resource issue with us. So at the moment, we're seeing our health resources, our education systems understaffed as well, and our housing crisis. And not to mention now, we're seeing many shortages in certain types of food. So we're going into a potato crisis of all things. Um, they, I heard on the radio that they're going to start limiting um, purchases for frozen chips at Coles and Woolworths. So uh, I think it's not fair to Australians already here or any other people coming to Australia to stretch those resources even further. Once we get on top of that, then yes, re-look at the immigration numbers, but at the moment we should cap it at a net zero. 
So those coming to Australia doesn't exceed those leaving because at the moment we're just not able to, to sustain the population that we have at the moment. You mentioned sort of um, shortages in places like education, health. Wouldn't a lot of those shortages, and also in agricultural industries that produce some of the foods that are facing shortages, a lot of those jobs are filled by migrants though. Yeah, yeah, they are. But then there's also a lot of Australians who would like to get into the workforce. Uh, I know a lot of the mandate issues have been dropped, but there's still plenty of uh, workplaces out there who are saying, no, you're not vaccinated, you can't come to work. But then we've also made it quite cushy uh, for a lot of people to sit at home on welfare, which is unfortunate because there's a lot of people, um, Australians there, that, that do have the ability to contribute to the taxpaying society. So you're um, holding firm on, you know, you're not vaccinated and you don't believe in vaccination mandates? Um, I'm holding firm on the freedom of choice, where we should have the freedom of choice of what we do and do not inject into our bodies. We'll, so, we'll, choice. <laughs> we also talked about uh, climate change policies. Yep. Um, so climate change, yeah, I'm still not a firm believer in that. Uh, I'm not a believer that the more taxes you pay can help control the weather, that's for sure. Okay, so back in Parliament in February, is that right? Yes, I think it's the seventh we'll be resuming Parliament. And what do you see as being your number one priority when you get your feet under the desk next year? Uh, like I said, it will be water. That will be the first thing that I will want to address. Um, that is a top priority for me because, as we've seen, the management of water in northern Victoria has been decimating our agricultural industries. Even now, uh, the floods. There was a lot to do with water management, um, levy banks, maintaining levy banks and whatnot. That's all involved as well. So we really need to get on top of that because our our agricultural industries and our our communities, even those that don't use agriculture, we're still heavily impacted by the water management. So I think you're the first One Nation Victorian Member of Parliament ever. Would that be right? Yes. Do you know how many people, it's very complicated with preferential voting systems and things like that, but do you know how many people voted for you at the Victorian state election? Uh, I haven't had a look at the final number, to be honest. I stopped watching the count four days before they pressed the button. (laughs) I was was getting a little bit anxious. I was like, ooh, uh, Labor's catching up to me, so I'm just going to stop watching for now. Well, obviously it was significant enough to get you over the line. What would you say to those people who have supported you to get um, to, to break through into Parliament as you have? Oh, well, naturally, thank you so very much. But I am absolutely honoured to be given the privilege to represent those who supported me and those who didn't even consider it because I do value each and every member of Northern Victoria regardless. Well, thanks very much for your time this morning, Ricky Lee. I know you've uh, you've been up late working, so much appreciated that you would come on the radio this morning and uh, we look forward to catching up with you again next year. Oh, thank you very much, Terry, and Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. Same to you. We've been talking to Ricky Lee Tyrrell. She is the new One Nation Northern Victoria member in the Parliament. 
The local property market is hot and there has never been a better time to sell. Are you thinking of selling or maybe you're just curious about what your home is worth in today's market? Your Sold Real Estate has many qualified buyers looking for properties across the Golden Valley in all price ranges right now. At Your Sold Real Estate, you can expect a fresh, reliable, old-fashioned and proactive approach when it comes to selling your property. Put the billy on and we will be around for a cuppa and a chat. Call today 5831 6633 or visit our website at estate.com.au. You'll be sold by our service. Station sponsor. The Stanhope Family Hotel is your home of good old-fashioned country hospitality with delicious good-sized hearty meals including char-grilled steaks cooked to perfection, a variety of palmas with specialty sauces, a good choice of seafood dishes pan-fried or crispy battered, beef and chicken schnitzel burgers with a great selection of fillings and pasta meals made the traditional way. Satisfaction is our guarantee, so why not pop in for a meal? On the Midland Highway for over 60 years, we also offer great times with all all welcome to enjoy our quality live entertainment. The Stanhope Family Hotel, more than just a pub. 1FM sponsor. This is John Painter and Craig Stott from, from 1FM's, 1FM's Sport and Road. Central Tire Service is now your Goodyear Auto Care Centre. With on-farm tire servicing, computerised wheel alignment and balancing, complete front-end alignment and brake repairs, and a full range of automotive batteries. There's not a lot the friendly staff at Goodyear Auto Care can't do. Servicing the Goulburn Valley since 1952. Central Tires, now Goodyear Auto Care, can be found at 117 Wellsford Street, Shepparton. Phone 58 219 555. Station sponsor. You've been listening to a 1FM podcast.